Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Laws, 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 laws and more laws. That's what we read about in this week's Torah portion. If you're looking for laws, you have come to the right place. Because this week's Parsha is called Mishpatim, which it may not surprise you to learn, is Hebrew for laws. What we have here in Parshat Mishpatim is a wide variety of different laws. Laws about slavery. Laws distinguishing between murder and manslaughter, defining which infractions are capital crimes. What are the punishments for acts like kidnapping or injuring someone or striking your parent? In fact, this portion is where we get the very famous eye-for-an-eye passage that has been so much quoted and so much misunderstood. There's also property law here. If your ox gores someone someone else's ox, are you responsible for that action? How do you define self-defense? How do you deal with witchcraft and idolatry? Those are addressed here, and so is judicial integrity. Judges are not allowed to rule favorably toward the rich, or for that matter toward the poor either. They have to judge impartially. Finally, the last chapter of the portion gives a basic outline of the annual festival calendar. What are the holy times that we observe every week, every year, and even every seven years? Now, I've skipped over a few things, but you get a sense that the topics here are really varied. It's hard to actually say what the common thread is here, other than the fact that all of these are mishpatim, our laws. But what actually holds these laws together is the context in which they are given. Because as we said, the Torah is not just a law code. It's not just a litany of legal requirements of rights and responsibilities. It's a story. It's our story. And these laws are a part of that story. So two weeks ago, we read about the Israelites escaping slavery in Egypt, making their way through the Red Sea into the wilderness. Last week, we found our people at Mount Sinai, ready to receive the Ten Commandments. Now, I know the movie version ends when Moses comes down with the tablets, but the story in the Torah tells that the people stay at Mount Sinai for quite a long time. In addition to the Ten Commandments, they receive instructions on how to build the Mishkan, the portable sanctuary in the desert, and they receive a whole lot of other commandments, other laws. These are those laws. So what we're reading here is not just a list of laws. What we're reading here is a way of life that's being shaped by this group of former slaves as they make their way from slavery toward freedom, as they make their way from Egypt to the promised land, as they ask themselves questions like, what kind of society do we want to have? What will be the rights and responsibilities of human beings in this new civilization we're setting up? How will what we're creating be different than what we're coming from, than Egypt? That's what these mishpatim, these laws, represent, the creation of a society that will be different that will be more just, more equitable than what the Israelite slaves had known before. So what the Torah describes here isn't perfect. For example, there is actually still slavery, although the Torah tries to put some restrictions around it. There is still xenophobia. There certainly is not perfect equality between men and women. But what there is is a sense of equity, a sense of social justice, 
a sense that caring for the vulnerable sits at the center of the social ethic. And one of the best places to see that is in the Torah's laws about strangers. Here's what we read in this week's Torah portion. In the midst of all these laws, it says, V'ger lo toneh v'lo tilchatsenu. You shall not wrong a stranger or oppress them, because you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And then again, only half a chapter later, it says, V'ger lo tilchatz. You shall not oppress the stranger, for you know the feelings of the stranger, having yourselves been strangers in the land of Egypt. So twice in this portion, and, and actually several dozen times in the Torah, we are reminded that you have to treat not only your fellow citizens with respect, but also the stranger, the immigrant, the, the person who is not an insider, who is a newcomer, who may not have the social protections that others have. In fact, right afterwards, it says basically the same thing about the widow, the orphan, and the poor, the other vulnerable within society. And the reason, the impetus given for all this is, Ki gerim hayitim be'eretz mitzrayim, because you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Or, as it says in the second chapter, because you know the feelings of the stranger. Now, this is fascinating. We might have thought that the Torah's ethical laws would be based on universal principles like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or peace, order, and good government. And they are to some extent. The opening chapter of Genesis says, B'Tselem Elohim Bara'otam, God created human beings in the divine image. The implication being that we are all worthy of respect and good treatment because of our basic human rights. But that's not exactly what it says here. What we read here is more like, treat others kindly because you know what it feels like to be mistreated. Take care of the vulnerable because you've also been vulnerable. Now, on a national level, this is a reminder of our story that we were slaves, which gives us a responsibility to make sure that slavery and persecution don't happen to other people. But on a personal level, since most of us have never actually been slaves, it's a reminder that vulnerability is part of the human experience. That someone who is rich could become poor. That someone who has everything they need right now could at some point become needy. And that it's the responsibility of society to care for those people, to provide for the poor, to ensure care for the vulnerable, and by extension, to make sure that we don't become vulnerable. That's arguably the theory behind unemployment insurance, or behind universal health care and other safety net elements of society. We, as a society, are responsible for the vulnerable of society, which, at least in theory, is all of us. In the end, that's the Torah's message here. Every person needs to be taken care of, not only as an abstraction, as an expression of God's image or a possessor of natural rights, but also as an individual a person who has hopes and dreams and accomplishments and sufferings, and whose suffering can be alleviated a little bit, whose well-being can be enhanced a little bit by a society that teaches us to care for each other. Ki gerim hayitim, because we have been slaves, because any of us could become poor or sick or vulnerable. Therefore, we are all responsible for each other. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. 
You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.